BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Yeah, that's right. Acknowledge the motherfucking space that you're in. We made it to Friday, even though it wasn't that hard because it was a four-day work week. For us, it was a three-day work week. But still, still, it's a Friday nonetheless. This one makes up for all those ones that came so hard. So true. I just want to acknowledge the space that we're in. Please. So much weekend ahead of us. Alarm-free living. That is how the week works. We get two days where we don't Thank have Thank you to for s- explaining to us again. Where we don't have to set an alarm on my phone. It automatically doesn't have weekend alarms. So I don't have to. I don't have to remind myself of yeah. how the week works. The worst is that, like, because, you know, we take so many days off that, like, when you have a day off and then your alarm, like, you forget to turn the weekday alarm off. And yeah. And, like, you're up at nine. It's like, I might as well just go to work. Yeah. No, I'm pretty good about that when I need to be. But it's just a beautiful time to be celebrating a Friday. So I just want to congratulate everyone, all of you listening. We made it. We made it. We really did. And just because it was a short week doesn't mean we did not earn it. So pat yourselves on the back. Close your eyes. Acknowledge the space that you are in. You are beautiful. You are stunning. You are smart. And you are alive on a Friday in June, which means we have two alarm-free days coming up with hopefully stunning weather, drinking weather. Just enjoy it. Breathe it in. Soak up Meditate, each other's awesomeness. Soak up each other's awesomeness, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have a lot to discuss today. We do. Obviously, the news that you need to know, keeping up with the Kardashians, so emotional. So emotional. Um, did they say it's the finale next week? I think so. Because this the so title short. of this one was the end part one. Oh, it I'm was? imagining next is the end part two. Or maybe there's a part three. That's insane. Like, yeah. then just call it what it is, like, not the finale. Yeah. But no, I would assume they said finale and, like, coming up in the finale next week. That's going to be so crazy. Yeah. Well, we have so much to talk about. Um, also, I just wanted to quickly, like, I have so many books that I want to read, but, like, I just have been acting like a true middle schooler and watching TV instead. But I've been watching so much TV that we've been talking about here. I finished the Halston Netflix series. It was so good. Like, okay. you will really like it. It's just, like, one of those stories about, like, artists who can't get out of their own way, you know? And it's, like, frustrating to watch the downfall, but you, like, want him to fail so he can learn his lesson. Yeah. And then he does fail, and it's, like, too late, you know? Snatch or learn your lesson. Li- I was literally standing at the TV. Halston, learn your lesson. And Halston did learn his lesson, but... It took a really long time. Um, So it was really good. I really recommend that, even though Ewan was, like, really bothering me with his shitty acting. Then I started Why Women Kill on Paramount+. Plus. I finally subscribed. I had, like, went once to subscribe, and I just, I don't know why, like, it's not, like, the $10. It's just the principle, you know? No, but I think that Paramount is worth it. Well, now I'm obsessed. Because they also have Yellowstone. Don't watch. (gasps) They have Younger. You don't like Yellowstone? We had this conversation. I started it like during COVID and I literally despised it, which was hard for me because like all the men on that show were like my dream men. You got to give it a little more time. It's so good. I I literally couldn't. Like I had heard that like the first season was like community theater vibes and then it like really gets better. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? It's not community theater, but it's just a slow burn. I just don't have, the, you know how impatient I am. Like, I can barely watch a movie that's over two but for hours. Sickening Farm Chemin vibes. That's literally why I watch it. I was like, give me the Farm Chemin vibes. And honestly, the like. The vibes are so fucking sick. Like, no, I know. Maybe if I have time, but I have so much on my now plate. Now that you're on Paramount, like, maybe they'll influence you. Well, so I started Why Women Kill. Right? It's so good. It really is like a mix of Mad Men and Desperate Housewives. Like, you can really see the Mark Cherry influence. There's so many similarities. I mean, it's an interesting format. Like, the show is not like a typical 
show, it's like three different stories being told. Like, you know how when you read a book from like two people, you always end up liking one perspective better. Of course. And there's just like one perspective that like I just can't stand. It's like the modern one. It's like I love like the 50s and then Lucy Liu is like so fabulous in the 70s. Like, and then it's like the modern one and I'm just, it's like the guy from Veep and I'm just like, bring me back to the fabulous eras. Like, this is not fabulous. Got it. Okay, I'm going to watch it. I'm so glad that you took my recommendation that I was so persuasive. Well, Olivia actually has been telling us to watch that show. And like when I told her I was watching it, she was like, I'm like, yeah, Jackie told me to watch it. She's like, no, I literally told you to watch it two years ago. Well, apparently like there's already two seasons and someone commented that Olivia had been like telling us to watch it. I had never heard of it. So like every time, I don't know where I was when she told us. No, because you were talking about it yesterday. Like it was a brand new show. And I'm like, no, I think that it's like been on. I had never heard of it. I love a Mark Cherry hour long ABC drama. Like that is... Where I want to die on one of the sets, like in the fantasy worlds of the Santa Barbara house or Wisteria Lane. Like, he really knows how to paint a picture. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe I'll watch that this weekend. I was going to read, but we'll see where the weekend takes me. Yeah. I finished, like I, right now I'm ready to start a fresh book. We actually have some book news, so I'm really excited to get into the stories. We have two book news stories. Both, I think, are really going to excite you. Well, we're just covering all of our bases today because we have book news, but I also have sports news because like it's the NBA playoffs and like Ben is just like making me watch it. And I'm not going to lie, like I don't hate it. There's so many celebrity tie-ins. So last night it was the LeBron James versus the Kendall Jenner boyfriends. And it was a fascinating game because LeBron James lost, which is like, I thought you were supposed to be the best. Who does he play for these days? The Lakers. Mm. And Devin Booker, who's Kendall's boyfriend, she was sitting in the front row. He had like the best game of his life. And it's like, is it because Kendall was there? Like he was playing like breaking records. Like in the first half, he had like 30 points and like 11 threes or whatever. Um, And like, not gonna lie, like I didn't think he was that cute. I mean, love is blind. I guess. But he was playing really good and he beat the LeBron James in the whole series. Like the series over, LeBron's not moving forward in the competition. Interesting. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting, like, because they say goat, but do goats lose? Well, just things weren't adding up for me as someone who doesn't know like, not a lot about every season can he win, you know? Yeah. So but that is interesting. Yeah, no, it was good it for was, Devin. Good for Kendall's boyfriend. Good for Kendall, because honestly, if they had lost, everyone would have blamed it on her being yes. there, like Jessica Simpson, Tony Romo, eek. So I'm happy for her that she didn't have to deal with the anxiety of that. That is so true, because people are always like the Kardashian curse. So like, so it looks like Kendall's reversing it. No, with celebrities, when they show up for their men and their men play badly, like it's always, ble- it's so wrong, Kim by the way. Kim and Reggie. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. Like literally Jessica Simpson couldn't go to Tony Romo's games anymore because she would get booed out of the stadium. I think that was like one of my favorite parts of Jessica Simpson's book was the Tony Romo of it all because I remember that like very brief relationship and thinking it was literally a match made in heaven. Like a Southern Belle and the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Like what's not to lie? And it's so nice to know that like even for her, it wasn't the right relationship, but it was a really good one. Yes. And also I always think about the fact that she said that Tony Romo had like $50,000 checks like just like as bookmarked in books like next to his toilet oh like he like lived in a frat house and like wouldn't deposit them that's funny that that's what stayed with you because what stayed with me was like he didn't know how to put up drapes so he literally covered like his floor to ceiling windows in trash bags yeah and which is literally what i did like a few years ago and also that she bought him a boat and then they would go out on it with their friends and he would play her songs on it oh my god that's so cute so cute she's a p-job need another book from her i feel like she has more to say okay that's this leads right into our first story so Without further ado to do to do, where are you? Didn't come in today. Wanted Friday off. He said, mom, summer Fridays, let me live. You said, fine. He said, mom, my back hurts because you and Jackie are constantly like phoning it into the show and like relying on me to provide entertainment when I'm literally just a dog. (laughs) That's literally what he said to me. (sighs) Okay, dude. And then he also said, mom, you're not like other girls. And I said, thank you for noticing, honey. Because you know what? I'm not like other girls. No, you're not. And I don't want anyone out there to think that she is. Because I'm not. Because she's not. I'm so glad we're on the same page. And I know somewhere at Claudia's house. No. (laughs) Somewhere there's a person. Who thinks that you are like other girls. And you know what? They're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But I also know that somewhere Do is watching this show. So I just want to say Do, take all the time you need. Live your best life. Hot Do summer. Without further ado to do to do. It's hot Do summer for sure. (laughs) Without further ado to do to do, here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. If somebody tuned into the show for the first time like 45 seconds ago, they would literally think we were Martians. We are not speaking English. That's why it's good morning, millennials. Ooh, good morning. You guys, if you're just tuning into the show, the reason why we say it like that, actually, oh, this is what? a nice little we, backstory. Our show has grown so much. <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of people who, we need to do another like Patreon Steeny lexicon episode because right. we talk so strangely and 
if you're just tuning in, you literally won't understand. We're not speaking English like half of the episodes. Okay, but just a fun fact. The reason why we say good morning millennials in the beginning of the show the way that we do is because when we were trying to think of names for this show. Like three years ago. Three years ago, obviously we settled on the morning toast. But I think it was my husband suggested Good Morning Millennials, like Good Morning America, and we speak to the millennials, Good Morning Millennials. And we did like it. And we were like, oh, that's interesting. And then Ben came in, he was like, Good Morning Millennials sounds like if an alien came down to Earth and was trying to blend in, they'd be like, Good Morning Millennials. And Ben is like walking around the living room with his fingers on his forehead. Good Morning Millennials. And we thought it was so funny. Honestly, Good Morning Millennials would have been a good name for the show, except we're limiting. Like, we have boomer toasters, we have Gen Z toasters, not as many as I would like. Yeah. But like, we're an inclusive show. Like, we're not trying to exclude different age groups. A hundred percent. So that's just your toast fact of the day. So that's just a little bit about us. (laughs) Um, today's episode before we dive in is brought to you by Bruce and I'm very excited because I finally got my new Bruce yesterday and you're right I haven't got a new Bruce in like over a year and I forgot how the packaging I feel like it's been elevated because it was so Christmas like it was just stunning the packaging it was really just like a journey to open and they came out with three brand new colors I got the green dream oh you did I got the mauve no I know and I'm really feeling the new aesthetic so this spring you can drift into a dreamy state of mind and reset with Frouche new limited edition colorways inspired by a dream like surrealism so the new colors are gray mist green dream which is what I got and mauve cloud which is what Jackie got the Bruce is the best electric toothbrush on the market take it from us it works super super well it has an amazing aesthetic it looks great on your counter and it is so much more affordable than most of the other electric toothbrushes on the market which can cost over $200 the brush itself has six unique modes to customize your brushing experience and a two-minute timer for a complete even clean in your entire mouth which sometimes I feel like there's literally no way to know how long you're brushing your teeth it's like have I been, am I going to be late or am I going to be early? Because you really just don't know. Mm-hmm. The battery life lasts four weeks and the magnetic charging stand is so Elon Musk approved. It's like stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes with a compact travel case so you can take it with you wherever you go. They also offer a subscription program so you never have to forget to change your brush head again because Bruce will ship you a new replacement head every six months so you're never stuck using a worn down brush head. Their sleek design has a modern aesthetically pleasing design and it comes in trend driven seasonal colors that look great on your bathroom counter. These new colors are only available for a limited time so get them before they're just a distant dream. Get 15% off your Bruce toothbrush kit and the refill plan when you use promo code TOAST at Bruce.com. That's 15% off using promo code TOAST at B-R-U-U-S sh.com love it okay first story which is the perfect first story after our conversation about how much we love jessica simpson's book paris hilton sells her memoir to the imprint behind jessica simpson's book oh wow paris hilton has just sold a memoir to the same publisher as jessica simpson's recent bestseller william morrow imprint day street books page six has learned simpson's book came out in february 2020 and was a number one bestseller and it was jackie ashray's second favorite book that she read in 2020 and claudia ashray read it when she was in a really dark place in the hamptons and it was so good and uplifting and it was jackie ashray's first favorite book that came out in 2020 because my first favorite book that i read was an old after Hilton shopped the memoir via lit agent Albert Lee of UTA, and the upcoming publication was acquired by Day Street's editorial director, Carrie Thornton. Day Street describes Hilton's memoir as both searingly honest and deeply personal, and adds Hilton will share the real Paris Hilton as her celebrity persona evolved. A publishing insider told Page Six when the book was being shopped that it would try and capitalize on the success of Jessica Simpson's book and nostalgia for early 2000s era pop culture. So what's so funny about this is I'm pretty sure after we read Jessica Simpson's book, we were like listing off celebrities who we'd like to see this yes. from. And I'm pretty sure we said Paris Hilton. Well, because Paris is in such an interesting part of her life. I feel like for so many years she was so famous for this persona. And now she's kind of even more famous for like lifting the veil on the persona and getting to know like the real Paris Hilton. It's kind of like a genius marketing. It's really like added a lot of longevity to her career. And I think that what a lot of people have been surprised about from her documentary and just like following her on social media and, and her projects these last couple of years is that she's actually so different mm-hmm. from the girl like who we know who used to wear juicy tracksuits and flip phones and like get paparazzi outside of Ledoux or whatever that place was called. So I think there's a lot that can be uh, told in this story. Of course, like the iconic feuds, Lindsay, Paris, Nicole, um, but then also like hashtag who is the real Paris Hilton? So I think this is just like another extension of this journey she's been on. Yeah. And I think it's going to be great because if there's anyone who has stories to tell, it's Paris Hilton. For sure. And if it's in the vein of Jessica Simpson's book, and I don't know if the book's already written, but the person who Jessica wrote her book with, like her ghostwriter, I thought did such an amazing job. Um, 
And so I hope that, you know, Day Street recommends that person as well. Yeah. Um, and also, I just thought we weren't going to get something like this from Paris Hilton because we recently got a documentary and now yeah. she has a podcast. And so I thought that those would be the mediums through which she decided to tell her story. But I think a book is exactly what the doctor ordered. Yeah. And her and Jessica Simpson are actually really similar to me because they both like come, even though they were in like different circles, they come Fields. from like an era of a time when like, these young girls got famous so fast and so famous and were kind of like tortured by the media and a lot of them like did not come out on the other side in the best like mental space and I feel like Jessica and Paris are both like survivors almost of it and they came out on the other side and like have successful businesses but like you can't help but compare like a Paris Hilton to a Lindsay Lohan yeah and they're both like so different you know right no I think everything about this is everything of the sort me too Um, I hope that it comes out ASAP yeah that's all I hope for there's a lot of it's so funny I used to like exclusively read celebrity memoirs and now I haven't read one in so long like I've been meaning to read Colin Jost I heard it was so good and Gabrielle Unions and I just like I can't be bothered I'm just like a literature queen now no I know what you mean I used to only read them too and now it's like I I can't be bothered. yeah unless like if you know Andy Cohen released a new book I would like drop everything and read it right right exactly it depends on the person it does but also Andy released another book true we're ready are you ready for our next story which is also some book news sure Hulu is already adapting Taylor Jenkins Reid's Malibu Rising as a TV series. Okay, we spoke about Malibu Rising yesterday. It's the newest book from Taylor Jenkins Reid, who also wrote Daisy Jones and the Six and The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. The best book ever. It's funny how someone could literally write the best book ever and the worst book ever, (laughs) Daisy Jones and the Six. Like, I will stand by that. Like, literal hated it so much. I I know. It's your favorite book. You're attacking people. That's what I do here. Welcome to the morning toast. Good morning, millennials. I'm about to attack you. <laughs> um, I liked both books, but I liked Evelyn Hugo more. If I don't watch Why Women Kill this weekend, I will be reading Malibu Rising. Me too. She's like this, like the it author of the moment. She is among the it authors, and everyone's been waiting for this book. And if you read the other two books, you'll recognize the main character in this book because he was uh, featured in the. It's like Mickey Rourke. Yeah, he was like a Evelyn's like husband, second husband, and rock and roll. Yeah, and I think he, like, cameoed with Daisy Jones and the Six. Whatever. He did. Author Taylor Jenkins Reid's recently released novel Malibu Rising is being developed as a TV series for Hulu. The potential series was bought preemptively by the Disney-owned streamer in advance of the book's June 1st publication. I just want to say, like, we've talked so much about, like, popular books. You know, Reese picked it up, or Hulu, and literally, they never happen. Like, I feel like I... I heard so long ago the summer I turned pretty like was going to be at Amazon. I haven't even heard a single thing about it. Like I feel like all we do is hear about like people picking things up. And I think that's just how it works in Hollywood. People like buy rights and with sometimes no intention of ever making it happen. Or with the intention of making it happen, it just doesn't happen. So many things have to go right for it to actually get to our screens. So I agree. This doesn't necessarily mean there'll be a show, but I think there will. But and you know, they're coming out with the Daisy Jones and the Sick show. Well, or so they Allegedly. say. Allegedly. Yeah, no, I don't think I will be watching that. Um... I mean, it's been in the works for a while, but I just feel like justice for Evelyn Hugo. I completely agree. Because I could see Evelyn Hugo literally being an Oscar-winning movie. Like, uh, stunning. So amazing. And what's so crazy is I followed Taylor Jenkins Reid on Instagram, and it wasn't until a few months ago that Evelyn Hugo hit the bestsellers list. Yeah, and when did it come out? Years ago. Yeah. It's so good. Like, we just need an Evelyn Hugo movie or series I'm happy for all the other series, right? But where's Evelyn Hugo with Justice for Evelyn? I think we need a movie Evelyn Hugo, not a yeah. series. Like it's so elevated. It's, it's so, so so good. Yeah, and it's all about movies. Like it yeah. would be great. It would be amazing. Yeah. So that's exciting. Malibu Rising. Um, so much book news. So today. much book news. We we're just a when- couple of book nerds, bookworms, because you know we're not like other girls. No, we're <laughs> not. And. It's never too late to become a redhead. Ever. Everyone is loving the new episode. Everyone is loving the book. Not everyone is loving the book. I know that a lot of people were like struggling with it, but keep pressing on American Duchess. And then you'll join us for our next book too. But like yesterday I was literally making content for the redheads Instagram and I was going down like such a wormhole about the history of the book that we read. And it was just so fascinating. That was literally me watching Halston. Cause I'm like, no way some of this shit happened. And I wanted to see pictures of like all these fabulous people at studio 54 and the way they, you have like an image of your head of like what studio 54 was. Yeah. Right? Like, do you or like, no, what the building inside like actually looks like. Sure, glitz and glam. Yeah, and they just like really, I feel like portrayed it exactly how I thought it was going to look. Like maybe a little bit bigger, but there was also like a crazy story. I meant to look it up if it was real. Um, This doesn't spoil it or anything, but there was Studio 54 that got shut down um, 
because in the show, like, Liza Minnelli, like, fainted because she was, like, on drugs or whatever. But they found, like, a dead girl in the vents because she was, like, trying to climb through. She was, like, this desperate girl to, like, get into the club. And she, like, snuck in and went through a vent. And I guess she, like, got stuck in there and died. But I didn't know if that was a true story. Dead girl vent Studio 54. I'm not the first person to search this. Did a woman sneaking into Studio 54 die in the air vent? Thank you, therap.com, for wondering the same thing as I did. Um, did this happen? Yes and no. In the real actual version of history, most of that did happen, but it didn't happen all at once. Got it. Got it. That's there was a night things. of 1978. Police raided Studio 54 to collect evidence. Got it. Got it. Wow. It was a crazy um, story. And I'm like, you can't just make this shit up. Like, this had to have happened. Um, okay. I definitely will watch that. And I just want to share one interesting fact sure. from the book that we read, um, American Duchess, because she marries a Duke of Marlborough who lives at Blenheim Palace. Blenheim Palace? Blenheim Palace. And then later on in the book, his, um, spoiler alert, second wife is breeding cavaliers. At, she turns the whole palace into like a, she's like. Sounds like a dream. Yeah. No, but it wasn't. It was kind of a nightmare. And then I was like, is there a correlation between cavaliers and Blenheim Palace? And the Blenheim Cavaliers, which Theo and Bruno are Blenheim Cavaliers. It's the mix of brown and white. That's what it's called. They are named for Blenheim Palace. Wow. Oh, my God. Isn't so basically the book fact? is about Theo, you're the saying? The book is about Theo and Bruce. And that's kind of the message here through this piece of literature, but a larger theme for all of life. Everything is about our dogs. A hundred percent. And I just thought that was such a fun fact. So rich in history. O- oozing with rich historical context. A hundred percent. And oh. so like Brew was so excited to learn more about his history. His family. Yeah. His yeah. Ancestors. It was really beautiful. He didn't even need to go to Ancestry.com. He just had to pick up that book. Yeah. So you just learn something new every day. You really do. Are you ready for our next story? Is it the next story that's brought to you by Echelon? Yes, it is. Have you been working too hard and not working out enough? We've, if you've wanted to get in shape but don't have time to get to the gym, Echelon brings the gym to home. When you're trying to reach your fitness goals, it can be really helpful to have instructors like Nicole Griffin and Michael Brown alongside a community of 25,000 members who can give you that extra push. And Echelon gives you just that. The affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and the instructor's motivation right in the comfort of your own home. The Echelon Fitness app provides you with thousands of live and on-demand classes with great music from your favorite artists. With Echelon, you can work out anytime, day or night, and crush your fitness goals. Just pick your class, climb the leaderboard, cheer each other on, and give it your all. You can track your workouts and your progress to reach your fitness goals as well. They have a full range at Echelon of affordable workout equipment, including stationary bikes, smart rowers, sleek fitness screens, or the auto-folding treadmill, which is great if you live in small spaces like New York. They are all connected with the Echelon experience with around-the-clock classes for the family, including full-body workout programs that keep you coming back. One membership covers a family of five, so this is the best way to work out, um, period. And especially if you're on a budget, the membership covers a family of five. All of the uh, stationary bikes, all of their equipment is Super affordable, and our listeners can get a special podcast offer from Echelon because for a limited time only, you can start your 30-day risk-free trial offer with Echelon's EX3 bike for just $1. Yes, that is correct. A special risk-free offer to get 30 days with Echelon's EX3 bike for only $1 to start, plus free shipping. The only way to get the special offer is by going to echelonfit.com slash toast, spelled E-C-H-E-L-O-N-F-I-T, dot com slash toast echelonfit.com slash toast that is a sickening offer that is a great offer i don't think it gets any better than that no i mean it how could it <laughs> okay ready for our next story yes the police were called to jojo siwa's star-studded pride party for a medical emergency what? Police and paramedics were called to Jojo Siwa's L.A. home where she was hosting a party celebrating Pride Month after receiving a call about a medical emergency. An L.A. Fire Department spokesperson told E! News that on the evening of Wednesday, June 2nd, they responded to a medical call from the house about an approximately 30-year-old man. They added that he was transported to the local hospital. His identity, condition, and ailment were not disclosed. No arrests were made. E! had reached out to Jojo's team for comment. But look at Jojo just having a... Making headlines. Making headlines, like having a... N- wild party. No, I saw pictures. It looks like so JoJo. I mean, everything JoJo Siwa touches looks like a pride event because it's just like <laughs> rainbows and sparkle. Um, but this was an actual JoJo Siwa pride event. And I'm sure the budget was extraordinary because like just the balloons, the decor, it was pretty stunning. And she wore a Gucci pride. Like they have like a new shirt. It's like rainbow monogram. And she looked so cute. And her girlfriend was there. I saw the Gucci fit. And it looked 
like such a good party. Like one of those parties, I'm like, I think I would have liked to have been invited to that, you know? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. She also recently turned 18 because I was curious about her age. She's like having like a big party. Yeah. But she's, you know, a young adult now. And there's a little bit more news about her. She's like starring in a film. Um, Bounce. I don't know. But she is uh, like has a love interest in the film that's a man. And I believe she is in the process or has asked the writers and producers to like cut the kissing scene out. Yes, I saw that this morning. They said that they won't make her kiss um, the man in the new movie. They're a hundred percent. They're a thousand percent supportive. She said. I mean, JoJo Siwa is literally like a queen. Like I'm obsessed. She really, really is. I'm so happy for her. Like and everything that's going on for her. Truly. Yeah. And <laughs> I just I hope at the end of a long day she's in the tub. With her cigs. With her cigs. Chain smoking. Now she has a partner to chain smoke with. I, yeah. I hope her girlfriend smokes as well because they, you know, relationships are all about, you know, having things in common. And <laughs> I think that would be important. Um, I just would like to use the teeny boppers as a uh, launching pad yeah. for an update on a story I was explaining to you. You or, were. Ex- I mean, it's explain. gotten so dark. Like this, this is the TikTok drama Claudia was sharing in the episode. Claudia explains it all. So I had the last we left off was Sienna released a video statement aggressively denying all of these claims supporting it with you know facts and schmacks and all this facts and figures facts and figures and then there was silence until there wasn't another one of jack knew it wasn't over another one of jack's friends who is sienna's ex-boyfriend um and for context sienna has been trigger warning accused of sexually assaulting her ex-boyfriend jack by multiple people um she denied it and then another one of Jack's friends posted a TikTok and then deleted it which is just like people keep doing this like just leave it up you know yeah um what he said was video evidence of the night where they claimed the uh event happened it was a really difficult video to watch um and then Sienna came back again Sienna should be a lawyer like she's churning out these videos on all her platforms and denying, denying, denying. So I don't know really where we go from here. We have not heard from Jack, who's kind of at the center of this entire conversation. And it's like, is all these videos his friends are putting out, is that him kind of communicating through his friends? Does he just not want to talk about it? Um, Because it's a very sensitive subject. And I just think the teeny boppers are quaking. Like they don't know where to go from here. Yeah. Because it's a very sensitive subject. Yeah. So I'll, of course, keep you abreast on what the kids are up to. Thank you so much for this updated report. That is what I do. Gen Z, I've got us covered. <laughs> okay, next story. A little biz news. A little biz news. Um, Lululemon is having sickening first quarter sales. They rose to 88% topping estimates as store traffic rebounds. Now, I know that this jump wasn't due to you. Why would you say that? Because you just look at my outfit your, today. You rolled your eyes no, here's so the thing. heavily. But I do think it signals a trend in fashion and a change as we enter this post-pandemic world. I agree. I mean, it's. I wish that, you know, ball gown sales were up because like, okay, yeah, people are leaving their house, but according to the sales reports, they're just going to work out. So therefore, I'm still in my home. No, I think it's like, you know, that look of like, looking yes. like you're working out. Yes, of course. But um, of joggers course. Joggers is, is what it, great. It's joggers. Is it September? Spring, summer. Joggers. September. She right, she right? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is great. I just like have a problem with Lululemon. Okay. And I don't think that should come as... To me, Lululemon is the restoration hardware of athleisure. What's wrong with restoration hardware? They're so expensive. Like, honestly, offensively expensive. And they also drive up prices of, like, normal furniture because, like, you know, if... Restoration hardware is charging $20,000 for a couch, which is literally what they charge. $20,000? Yeah, like literally a sectional is like $5,000 per section. Okay. So you need like at least four. Okay. Three if you're poor, like, you know. So, and then people are obsessed with it. So it just drives up the, I have a whole rant on my Instagram stories about restoration hardware. Like I went to a restoration hardware outlet store one time because I'm like, all right, I would never buy anything from restoration hardware. Let me buy from the outlet. I walk in. I just look. I didn't even like the couch. I don't know why I looked at the price tag. It was like very, honestly, very Halston. It was like low to the ground, gray leather, like puffy. It was so ugly. And had a big old fucking stain on it because it was outlet. outlet. I want you to guess how much it, the how couch How big cost. was the couch? A small sectional. 
Not cloud? huge. Was it the cloud? No, no. It was like a different design, like one I hadn't seen. Eight grand. 18 at an outlet store with a shit stain on it, okay? So this just, that's what kind of started my whole thing against restoration hardware, just really feeling like it was driving up prices of other stores because people are obsessed with the restoration hardware and it's just like not good for the furniture economy. Are you following my thesis? Okay, I'm following and you're entitled to your opinion. I don't know if I agree. I don't care because I'm still in the middle of my whole thesis. So therefore, I think that Lululemon is adapting the restoration hardware model where it's like, okay, what's that Lululemon that you literally can't get at Target? Like bras, leggings that are cute. Like they literally sell that at Target. They literally sell it at Walmart. But Lululemon has driven up the price like $150 per fucking butter legging that are like, I have one pair. I didn't purchase somebody gave me them as a gift because I'm true to myself. Um, and like, they're fine. They're good leggings. Like, no, they're really fucking good leggings. And they're honestly, good leggings. honestly, I hear what you're saying. But also I think when something is so expensive, it also leaves space for someone to come in and be like, we have the same, but for much, much less. Enter Athleta. A brand that was, I believe, built on the backs of people who liked Lululemon and who didn't want to pay $150 for leggings or couldn't pay $150 for leggings. And I think Athleta is a great brand. I agree with you. I like to diversify when it comes to my workout clothes, but because I wear so many different brands, I can really tell the difference. And I just want to say, like, those Lululemon leggings, one, like, really hold your shit in. And two, I've I've probably worn them over 100 times, and, like, they are still... They're still good. As opposed to like, I wore a pair of like cheaper leggings once. I was playing pickleball and I just like slid across the floor. Rip. Okay, I'm not saying you need cheap leggings by any means. And I would like to offer a rebuttal because I'm someone who has a lot that needs to be held in. Arguably a lot more than you. And I wear Danskin leggings. Danskin is like... Danskin doesn't hold anything Oh, together. the lies, no, the lies. You have like, been infiltrated. Your mind has been indoctrinated Dan- with the gospel and the docs of Lululemon Corp, and you are a mole, and you have been sent here to push Lululemon products on us. Dan skin is what I wear when I want the look of leggings, but the feel of sweatpants. <gasps> oh, that just cuts me to the core, how you've been so misled, Jackie. I'm, I'm gonna cry. You've been misled, indoctrinated. I just feel- Next thing I'm gonna come to your house, you're gonna have a fucking cloud couch. For restoration hardware. Oh, no. I don't own anything from restoration hardware. Me neither. And that's like my thing. Like, I feel like proud of myself. I know. But like, let the people who want to shop at restoration hardware shop there. Of course. But they just need to understand that like, it has repercussions for us mere mortals. Like, it does drive up. Like, a couch, a regular couch should cost $1,000. And a really nice couch should cost 5000 But like, why should a couch cost $20,000. Like to me, that's just basic principle. It's basic economics. I took econ 101 in, in college and I just don't think my professor would be too happy to hear about this. Well, I think he would be because re- their restoration hardware um, my is professor was a she would be extreme. <laughs> Jackie, why didn't you assume my econ professor was a man? Cause you said that. Once. No, I <laughs> she was a woman and she was really mean. Okay, and I, well, I think she would she would say, you know, what, where it's supply and demand. Like, people well, are buying this shit. That's and true as restoration well. restoration is really successful. No, that's true as well. And honestly, like, I'm just, I'm such a principled person. You like, are. I really want to go to the rooftop. <laughs> the restoration but, like, hardware rooftop, but you can't get in. Excuse <laughs> me. No, it's that I have principles. But what's, what's your principles against their restaurant? Look, it's the whole franchise. Um, I can't just support, you know, like I'm a principled person. I really don't have an issue with Restoration Harbor. I like, uh, yeah. like, I think that their stuff is like so nice for the people who like, whose I vibe mean, that is. It's stunning. You know, I obviously just don't like it because I'm like jealous. Yeah. No, but I'm a Z Everything gallery. in my house is from Wayfair I'm and Z I'm a Z gallery girly. Z- no, but like there's Z Wayfair. everything. There's so many great furniture options. I feel like it's never been a better time to be a furniture consumer. Like not only... Are there so many different price points like Wayfair, Joss and Main, Article, all modern, like, all delivered? Like um, it probably used to be so crazy, like having to buy a couch in the store and then like put it on your truck roof. No, no, to drive it. Wait home. four to six weeks. Like yeah. that's literally. Yeah, that's no, what it's, it is. It's a great time to be a furniture shopper. It is so many options. I'm just feeling like being negative, you know? Oh well, yeah, you should have said so. I should have led with that. <laughs> Anyways, Lululemon is doing really well, and I just think it signals that like people are just gonna be wearing leggings and sweatshirts and. I don't know how I feel about that. I know. It's just like, what happened to class? Yeah. And also Elegance. everyone keeps saying that like now in the post-pandemic world, it's going to be the roaring 20s. But like, then let's get our fashion in check. Yeah, no. Because we can't they be were, rolling into they, the roaring 20s like in our athleisure. Yeah. Because they were wearing like jewels and sequins and dresses. And we're going into the roaring 20s wearing 
sweatshirts. And Loungewear. I just, I just, no. They can't be roaring if we're really wearing sweatpants. Yeah. So, I mean, look at us. We're both wearing, like, very relaxed. Well, that's also because it's Friday and the weather was bad. And I was yeah. like, it's a summer Friday, so less people are going to be, like, watching on YouTube, so I'm not going to waste a great outfit. No, I That mean, was literally my thought process. Our millions of viewers deserve better. They do. Than these outfits. I've been just turning out some shitty-ass outfits this week. I, I take responsibility. I really do. I You're wasted, in transition. I wasted all my good outfits on my weekend plans. And you know what? That's probably going to be my whole vibe moving forward. So just expect me to, to be looking like an actual piece of shit on the show and then like a stunning, beautiful, and smart socialite on the weekends. Yeah. You know what I like to do or I used to like to do? It's like if I went... Well, we actually did go out last night. So like if, when I went out last night, like to wear that same outfit on the show the next, yes. the next day. Yes, Not, but your outfit last night was too fancy for a Friday show. A hundred percent. I thought the same thing as well, even though I literally hated my outfit last night. Stop. We, that outfit is so iconic. It's fine. Watch her, um, the Patreon vlog where I yeah. style Claudia. Also, there's a new Patreon vlog. Um, I don't think we've spoken about it. Our last one of the month for last month was Olivia's home tour. We finally got to see Kay's nursery, Olivia's new home. She moved during the pandemic. Um, and it was such a cute video. Like, just obsessed so with Olivia. So cute. So many cute trinkets in Kayla's room. You can see so many of the gifts that we've got for her. And, like, she just loves to have them all on display. Because she's on display, on display, on display. Each and every day, every day, every day. Day. Are you ready for our fifth and final story that's going to lead into our TV recap? Yeah. Kim Kardashian says she feels like a failure amid relationship troubles with Kanye West. Okay. So yeah, let's dive into our Keeping Up with the Kardashians recap because that scene was like really heartbreaking. Yeah. And I feel like it's really appropriate given the episode that we watched last night that today's TV recap segment is brought to you by Legacy Box. Oh my God, yes. Right? They made the time capsule. Honestly, like... After the Kardashians pick up their time capsule in 15 to 20 years, they're going to have to use Legacy Box because the, te the technology will have changed. 100%. Give the gift of memories this year for an anniversary you and your spouse will never forget. Isn't ensuring that your family's legacy is digitally preserved so it can be passed down just as important as creating the memories? Once you revisit these moments, you'll realize just how much your past is worth saving. So Legacy Box is a way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. The process is super easy start to finish. So if you have home videos lying around, if you're our age, you might have some VHSs, you might have your bat mitzvah DVD that no longer works. Like, Legacy Box has got you covered. Here's how it works. You pack and send all your home movies, anything you want to have digitized. You'll send it to their team. They'll digitize everything by hand. And then you, then you enjoy. You get back perfectly preserved digital copies on a thumb drive, a DVD, the cloud. They're ready to watch and share and enjoy. They've provided everything. They've thought of everything from start to finish. They have state-of-the-art tracking, and they'll send you updates at every step of the process. You send your previous recorded moments to a company you can trust. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos, and they have helped more than a million families preserve their past. And we have an exclusive offer for you guys. So if you have anniversaries coming up, Father's Day is coming up for those who have dads. And it's such a nice gift for someone in your life. It's something like you really can't even put a price on it because it's like some the person who get it will just like cry the second they see it. Yeah. So they're offering 40% off so your family can celebrate a meaningful moment at a fraction of the normal price. Visit LegacyBox.com slash toast to get started today. That's a LegacyBox.com slash toast for 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash toast. Love it so much. Perfect for the Kardashian recap. So after not really talking about it for many a season, Kim and Kanye's marriage has come up. And Kim sort of exploded over some cookies on the table, which yeah. led into a conversation about relatable. how she was relatable. Also, she said she gained 15 pounds, but I feel like every time we see her on camera Smaller. or in life, she's the most snatched she's ever been. Last night's episode was iconic for three reasons. One, we got a huge, for us, glimpse into what's going on with Kanye. Yes. Two, we had a very strange VRBO ad placement. And three, they stayed at the same house in Lake Tahoe that the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are currently staying at. I don't think this has ever happened. No before in Real Housewives or real that is reality so TV crazy history. That not only has stayed at the same house, whatever, but that we're watching their trips at the exact same time. The Real Housewives went in October and this trip is in December, I think. So And they're on, airing at the same good time. Good on keeping up for getting that shit out quick. Um, this is what Kim said about her marriage. By the way, what's crazy is that like Chris Jenner potentially could have been on both trips, you know? Yeah. Like twice you got could have gone to the same house. Yeah. So Chloe asked Kim after the cookie incident, how are you and Kanye doing? She said, there's no fighting. Like now it's all calm. So I just roll with it. Chloe said, Kim is dealing with so much right now and it's tough because before we left, her and Kanye had this big fight. Then they also showed footage of Kim talking to her sisters about what had unfolded. She said, I honestly can't do this anymore. Why am I still in this place where I'm stuck for years? Like he goes and moves to a different state every year. I have to be together so I can raise the kids, you know, and he's an amazing dad. He's done an amazing job. I think he deserves someone 
that can go support his every move. Go follow him all over the place and move to Wyoming. I can't do that. He should have a wife that supports his every move and travels with him and does everything. I feel like a fucking failure that it's like a third fucking marriage. Oh. Yeah, I feel like a fucking loser, but I can't even think about that. Like, I want to be happy. I don't feel like you should really, she should count this marriage ending as a failure because first of all, they have four beautiful children. They had were married, They were together for what, like 10 years? That's a lot in Hollywood. And I yeah. know like Kim, every, it's so funny because Kim like, you know, came to fame as like this like sex symbol when she's always been like very monogamous and like all she really wanted was like a nice family life, which is just not what you see like for a sex symbol. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I wouldn't count this as a failure. It is really sad. And I think there's so much going on. But I do think like probably the crux of their issue is like Kanye is this artist. He wants to just go to Paris at any moment and buy a ranch and, and move. And Kim is like this really stable figure. Like she's this mother. She's a sister. She is so f- has her feet like firmly planted in Calabasas, in reality, in her businesses. She's really like a very stable person. And and I don't think that's very common in Hollywood and in like celebrity life. And and she's right, like Kanye is this eclectic person and he should have someone who's like, oh, you want to buy a house in Idaho? Let's go. Like, yeah. that's not Kim. It's never been Kim. And I feel like she kind of changed as much as she could for the relationship. And Kanye is like this artist who like didn't change at all, you know? But he's always been like that and she's always yeah. been like this. So how was it working for so long or or was it even working and maybe like now that the kids are older it feels like a more acceptable time to move on also I can understand that like they're so different and they're leading different lives now and their lives have become increasingly different but when they said that they had gotten to like a really big fight before they left like I wonder what the fights are about I'm sure he's just like I live here and you live there come live with me but she could say the same thing. Yeah, of course. I'm sure that's literally what she said. Yeah. And I think that it worked for a while. You know, Kanye's always been this like eccentric personality, but it's definitely become on a like a bigger level in the last few years, like doing less music and then the uh, Sunday service. Like he's just changed a lot. Yeah. And people change and that's fine. But if you're not changing together, like then... You're drifting apart. Oh, that was like stunning. Yeah, that was good. It just, it was making me sad. Because on the one hand, I was like enjoying having a glimpse into the relationship. And on the other hand, it was like really sad to watch. No, and then I was getting It's like, like I almost don't want to know. Then I was getting like flashbacks to her in New York, like with Chris Humphreys. Like, Literal flashback. Like, uh, what does she say? Like, um, that's where like the crying emoji has come from. Yeah. Like, she's like sitting in hair and makeup at the game. She Gansamore. literally said, I feel like a fucking failure. Yeah. Because I love someone and I change my mind. Like, yeah. yeah, like it's literally the same thing. She's literally the same person. She hasn't changed at all. Yeah. No, it's really funny. And then in next week's episode, it seems like she's talking about it more. And she says, I've come too far to only come this far. And I was like, damn. And then it's like, I've worked too hard for this zip code to go home No, but now. that was like such an interesting quote that had me thinking for a second. It's like, you, she's come so far, but not as far as she wants to. And I don't know if we've spoken about this, but there are... I don't know if we report on it, but there are rumors that Irina Shake and, and Kanye West are Together. an item. We haven't spoken about it yet. I saw it. I don't know why. I just believe it. And there's like a source speaking on Kim's behalf being like Kim is like unfazed, like happy for him. Wants I'm to sure she is. And I'm, I'm literally sure that this entire story is true. First of all, Irina Shake is stunning and they make a great couple, like great. Um, and I, I can see this. This was almost a year ago and it's been going on for so long. At some point, like you're just, you want... Like, you're tired. Like, you just want the other person to be happy. You just want to be happy. So I could really see Kim being relatively unfazed by this. I could, too. I think that given everything that she said, and I think she's been unhappy for some time and, like, wants just her independence and her happiness. And if that means... And I think she wants Kanye to be happy, too. I don't know really anything, but just the way that I see it, it doesn't seem super contentious. That's why I was surprised when they said they were fighting a lot. So I think... I think... I don't know why I just immediately believe that and I would be happy for them. Yeah, it just was really sad because I think like honestly and it always comes back to what Karen Huger said. Sometimes like your marriage is an institution and I really feel like Kim and Kanye were this institution like at the center of their family, of their businesses. Like they just really were this institution and it and I think what we're seeing now, which was filmed in October, like we're just seeing the reality of like your marriage end, but also like the institution coming down. Yeah. And I think that's why she feels like a failure because it's yeah. not just like a third marriage. It's like the whole world is wrapped public. up in this marriage. But I wouldn't consider it a third marriage because the first one like really didn't count. She like got eloped in Vegas and like they were married for like a year. doesn't count. And the Chris Humphreys thing was merely a career move. Like I don't. But technically, it's a third marriage. Like, I understand it doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't feel like that to to her either. To me, this is like her first real, like, marriage. But it's technically a third. Yeah. And who knows, maybe she'll wind up being like Evelyn Hugo. Literally. Um, The rest of the episode, like, was 
whatever. I do think what's happening with their houses is like really interesting. Like yeah. their contractor ran away with their deed. That fucking sucks. I it was crazy to hear that because I just feel like they have their shit on lock. Like, yeah. you know, Chris doesn't get swindled. They out can't of, be crossed. They can't be crossed. So I was just like, oh wow, someone swindled Chris Jenner. Was Kylie not on the trip? She comes later because she's it. in the face the FaceTime TikTok. Yeah, and then like, oh, that was in Tahoe. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Not only the finale's coming up, but we get the Andy Cohen reunion. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, I wonder if Kim will talk more about the Kanye stuff. Andy, if anyone can bring it out of anyone, it's Andy. And it's clear that she is now talking about it. Yeah, but she's, and she said this in the beginning, she's very protective of the father of her children. She doesn't want to disrespect him, but like this is her life. And she's respected his privacy. For so long. For so long. But like at the end of the day, like she's got to do what she's got to do. Yeah, to an extent. To an extent, while still protecting her family. Yeah, and I think even us as viewers, it's like, yeah, we want to see her life, but we also are would never expect to see that. Yeah. Um, I had no idea Tristan played for the Boston Celtics. Oh, I did. When like I don't know why I knew that. I think we talked about it on the show. And that's so like the furthest place he could have gotten. When transferred. he was like, I want to say in LA, I was like, you're not gonna. No. <laughs> and like of all the places he could have gone geographically, like he got drafted or traded to the furthest team from LA. Yeah, and when Chloe's like, to move true to be in a condo, I was like, I hear you. No, and also, like, she would move to Boston, and then he would still be gone half the year for away games. So it's like, what's the point? And then in two years, and I just feel like at this stage in her life, she's beyond, like... Following people around. Yeah, like, she she did that. She tried that. She tried it, and I do believe um, the Boston Celtics are, like, not very good, so he's probably back in L.A. right now. I don't know if they're even in the playoffs. Yeah, they'll make it work. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing else really happened in the episode except the scavenger hunt, which was fun, like testing my own trivia Me of too. Kardashians. I actually like forgot so much of that stuff that happened, especially in like the early seasons when they lived in that ranch. Yeah. I love that house. I liked the scavenger hunt. And I just also want to say about the Chloe, the Courtney and Scott stuff. Um, when Courtney was sitting down with her sisters trying to explain, because it seems like for the end of the show, they want to wrap up that storyline. Like, how do Courtney and Scott end Move up? Move on. And, like, Courtney was trying to explain to her sisters that, like, they've had this conversation and that Scott hasn't done the things that she needs him to do. And one, like, what are those things? Like, yeah. need to know. And it was up to Kim and Chloe to ask her that. And instead, they totally were not listening to no, her. No, they were not listening. They it was weren't really listening. Rude. It was really, really annoying. Yes. I feel like the producers told Kim, get an answer. Go in there and get an answer from her. And so she wasn't listening to what her sister was saying. And I was like, no, and I actually nice. feel like it is really annoying for Courtney. So it's like everyone in the family wants them to be together. And it makes it seem like Scott's so down. So Courtney's like the bitch who doesn't want right, him. We're all waiting on Courtney. When there's so much obviously going on, they're not going to get back together on camera. Like there's so much going on behind the scenes. I'm sure she still has problems with him. Scott is has made huge wa- like uh, progress in his journey, but like he, there's still weird things about him. Like he dates eleven year olds, you know. Like yeah. there's weird. So like I can understand Courtney still just, not being I, comfortable. I need to know what those things are that she said need to happen in order for them to be together. Yeah, but now it's just like watching it, knowing like Courtney and Travis of it all. Like it seems so silly. Like we know that they're like not even close. They've never been further apart from being together. They're both in like serious relationships. Yeah, well, one of them is. Yeah, and the other one's dating an eighteen year old. Can't wait to hear all about it on. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There's so much Kardashian Beverly Hills crossover. As it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to hear Lisa Rinna like try and pretend that like she thinks it's inappropriate when you know it's like the best thing that ever happened to her entire family. Yeah. But it's looking forward to it. I'm still not keeping up, not interested. Not shipping. Not shipping whatsoever. It's inappropriate. Yeah. And it's like him and Sophia broke up. I was rewatching old episodes earlier episodes in this season, and he explains him and Sophia broke up because pretty much she wanted him to choose between, between her and Courtney. Like, you can't have a wife and a girlfriend. Yeah. And he chose Courtney. And then now Courtney is with Travis. And it seems like, from what I've read, Courtney and Scott are less close. And, like, Scott's kind of upset about it. And he's, oh. he's been in Miami, like, with Amelia. So she chose Travis. She chose her relationship. And so now I'm like, obviously, Sophia doesn't want to be second fiddle. But I'm, I would no, like to right. see Scott and Sophia get back together. That's very interesting. And what's so funny is, like, Sophia is in her own right like very famous very wealthy like whatever so she kind of had the leverage to walk away from the relationship being like you have to choose Amelia needs this relationship career-wise so much she would never say like choose me right. or Courtney no and it's like every time the relationship gets serious enough that the girlfriend would want more Scott will just say no and then move on to the next 18 year old so yeah. it's like I, I, They're all that's dispensable. How I, I literally, that's how I see Scott and Amelia's relationship. It's like he has the same relationship that he had, but without someone like wanting more from him. Yes, with someone who needs him more than he needs her. And whenever it gets to that point, 
he'll just move on from the relationship until the day that he wakes up and is like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I don't want to run around the world and, and be like a single man. Yeah, a bachelor. So, and no, whoever's there that morning will be his wife. George Clooney vibes. Like it was almost Stacey Keebler. No, uh, I don't know if it's George Clooney vibes because he was always in such serious relationships. These are serious too. It's, it reminds me of what we always say about Dan Blazarian. Like he's just going to wake. Do we, or, do I don't we know talk if about <laughs> Dan Blazarian? I was talking about it when I co-hosted with Justin Sylvester. We okay, were talking so about can him. Can you just clear that up? We don't always talk about Dan Bilzerian. Okay. When Justin Sylvester co-hosted with me, we had a conversation about Dan Bilzerian and how, like, one day he's just going to wake up and, like, whichever model is beside him will be his wife. Okay. And that's how I feel about Scott. That's so funny that you brought up Justin Sylvester because I was thinking of something on the plane when I had made my eulogy and I said, like, you have to replace me with someone who is we're related to. The exception would be I would in heaven, allow you to give my seat to Justin Sylvester. I okay. meant to tell you that. I, I think would, the show would actually be better. I would 100% give your seat and mine to him, but, like, I don't know if... He'll accept the position. Yeah. I, no, I just wanted to put it out there in case, you know, something happens to me this weekend, you know? Yeah. I fully give this seat to Margot, Olivia, and Justin Sylvester. Okay. And Kayla. Thank you. And Theo. Theo. He always has a seat. Always, at my table. <laughs> Speaking of, I am hosting Shabbat at my house today, so I've just got a lot of, you know, housewife. I'm literally uh, Jennifer Goodwin in Why Women Kill. You'll understand the reference after you watch. Also, she's in the show. Yeah, so I forgot. But to you men- like it? I forgot to mention that. Um, it's amazing that I like the show as much as I do when Jennifer Goodwin is one of the stars because I find her so insufferably annoying and she almost ruined one of my favorite movies something borrowed but her character was so unlikable in that movie that it actually like worked out um but you're supposed to like be on her side in why women kill and she's probably her and maggie gyllenhaal are two of my least favorite actresses in hollywood is jennifer the modern perspective in why women no she's in the 50s she's like the oldest one oh okay that's, she's so annoying that she actually she gets better on the show like you actually really like end up liking her because she's like this like sad sack um but yeah you'll you'll see okay i just i wanted to put it out there that i know that i'm contradicting myself me and my principles like yeah. but the show is too good even jennifer goodwin can't bring it down okay wow that's a ringing endorsement yeah and that's our show right that's our show our week. nobody else's nobody else's show there's always all these claims like so and so says <laughs> everyone is like trying to say like that's my show that's my show but don't get it twisted that's our show <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us, the Morning Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Stay safe. Get drunk. Don't drink and drive. Take care of yourselves. Be nice to one another. And we'll see you on Monday. Goodbye. Goodbye.